bad enough to think that your boyfriend is cheating, but with your best friend, it's crazy. I don't know whether whoop her ass or his. When me and Paul first got together, Dominique couldn't stand Paul. But now she coming to my house, cooking them chicken tetrazzini. Our pie sauce is right to her cooking. What is it? Do he want her and the chicken tetrazzini? You're furious. You're furious. My best friend sleeping with my boyfriend? How long y'all been going together? Me and Paul been together four long years. Me and Dominique been best friends for seven years. What about this cook? Dominique cooked piled chicken tetrazzini. You think he has won him over with chicken tetrazzini? I don't know what she do with the chicken tetrazzini, but pile love it. Pile love it. Dominique can cook, but I know she's seducing my this... man with a chicken tetrazzini. Chicken tetra, chicken tetra, 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 chicken was involved. Episode 19. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over Culture push over pop culture. Leftovers. Uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's pop culture leftovers. Five, four, three. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. Um, I'm Brian Frederick. I'm Dan Hill. Jason Piper. I'm Jake Elliott. And, and we're, we're the, the Leftovers. leftovers. Um, yeah, guys, I'm really sorry. This week uh, we had a show planned for you, and of course we had some internet issues. Um, tried to export the file as a wave, and my computer crashes. And so we lost uh, an entire hour of what we had had planned for you. Uh, we had said we had done uh, some fantasy castings for uh, the Justice League and and things like that. It was a fun segment, and now it's now it's gone. And uh, I'm sorry, it's a fart in the wind at this point. So <laughs> yeah, it's over. But what we're gonna do is we're just gonna put together a little bit of a show. Um, I mean, we've been here for a couple hours already talking, and uh, we're gonna put together something for you, and then we'll get. We promise to give you a better show next. 
next week. Um, next week we're going to do a uh, news, of course, and then we're also going to do a show called uh, – we're just going to do a segment called Meet the Leftovers. You guys listen to us every week. You don't know anything about us. We just want to show where we get on here and kind of just talk about ourselves, our lives, and what we do and just get to know you guys a little bit better and ask ask some questions about our listeners. Um, yeah. It would be a good way to tie that in. You know, We talk about ourselves and then you guys get on Facebook or send us an email right. and tell us about – your lives and it may be like, you know, what you're doing when you listen to the show. Um, so, you know, that'd be cool. So we're going to have a meet the leftover segment next week. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, there was some cool news that came out this week. Um, and Chad Michaels is not here this week, but he will be back with us next week. I think that's what the problem was. I think he's our good luck charm. Um, <laughs> he's our good juju. <laughs> and, uh, with him being gone, that, that's what happens. So, you know, that's what you get when you, when you have a show without Chad Michaels. You, you, you lose, you lose an hour of, uh, sanity and, oh man, it's, it sucks, dude, because it's like, you know, it, there's a lot to running a podcast, and uh, man, we're still work, trying to work out the kinks. It's not, yeah. it's not easy. So, um, all right, uh, let's see here. We have uh, there's some listeners that we have uh, that have started to read Saga, and uh, I wanted to thank them. Um, Gus Huntite has been starting to read Saga. Um, and as well as, uh, Aaron Claude Miller is also now a big fan of Saga because of our podcast. Sweet. Um, which, which I think is great. Um, I'm trying to think. I know there's some more listeners. Chad Michaels himself now. Chad yeah. Michaels is now reading it. Oh, uh, Pete, uh, Pete Neen from, uh, one of our Twitter, Twitter fans. Yeah. He's started to read Saga. Uh, now as well. So that's awesome. I mean, if there's one comic book that you're going to start reading, it, I, I recommend Saga. If, uh, you know, like the question, like if you're stranded on a uh, desert island by yourself, if you could only read one ongoing comic book, what would it be? And of course, mine would be Saga. Absolutely. I think he even was late to work, Pete. Pete was late to work because he was getting into saga so much so yeah i think he said that in his po- <laughs> yeah. in his twitter post yeah that's awesome how, how was everybody's week dan welcome back to the show thank you welcome back dan thanks guys right, welcome back dan. welcome back yeah it's, it's been a crazy few weeks with school starting working part-time uh had a lot of other stuff going on needed to take a little break which um after tonight you might need another break right i'll go on another <laughs> three-week bench here in a little while yeah. but uh i appreciate you guys uh you know, moving on without me and doing your thing and then and allowing me back tonight. So, um, I know tonight I was very excited when I got here and, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it shit happens. We yeah. got to move on. It's all good. So let's, let's do tonight. And then, you know, next week we'll, uh, we'll come back kicking some ass. Right. Yeah. 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 Next week we'll come back. We'll have a good, we'll have a good show, uh, for you next week. So I guess that's setting up this show to be pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't have a lot of confidence in tonight's in tonight's show, but oh well, we're we're gonna do the best we can. Yeah, um, Jay, uh, let's see here. You watched Elysium recently. I know you lost your notes on that, but I just wanted to get your general thoughts on the film. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to talk about that. We kind of just ran out of time the last couple times, and of course, I threw away my five pages of notes. <laughs> um, but the, the, kind of like the podcast tonight, right? Exactly. I threw away an hour of audio. So, <laughs> but I I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's definitely a taste it for me. Um, it was just a fun sci fi flick, and just just a lot like District Nine in that regards, where it was kind of a 
you know, just a different take on science fiction and something that you really hadn't kind of seen in a while. Uh, so I, I really liked it. Uh, the villain in it, uh, Kruger, is one of the best villains I have ever seen in my life. So he was the main protagonist in District Nine, right? Same same guy, yeah. Yeah, hmm. and uh, so he was in this as kind of like a bounty hunter, almost working for the elite government that lived off planet in Elysium. You know, hence the title. Um, but you know, overall, like the special effects were awesome. Um, the story kind of fell flat, kind of towards the end. It was just another one of those trying to make a, you know, a political statement rather than just having fun with a science fiction film. So there was a little bit too much of that, and they didn't really make their point on it necessarily. Right. That's what I heard. I heard like a lot of people's complaint was like, you know, uh, they wanted to know more of how like the people on Elysium that lived on Elysium felt about people on Earth. And you really didn't get that from the movie is what I've been hearing. Yeah, it it was very much just the the kind of elite government of Elysium against the people of Earth. You know, that was pretty much the whole deal. So you didn't get a lot of, like, fleshing out of uh, of the two sides. You know, are people against it? Are they for it? Um, You just kind of had certain characters where they really explored that. And they, I just don't, I don't feel like they really made the point they were trying to make. But Matt Damon was awesome, and and the action scenes were fantastic. Um, when 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 uh, this Kruger bounty hunter is kind of just like surveying the city with his ship, and he's got like this whole crew of kind of uh, military men that are kind of you know gone rogue and just uh, covert ops kind of guys, and uh, not pleasant people either. So. Pretty cool uh, overall. I, I would have liked to have seen a lot more from it, but it's definitely a taste of it, and it was one of the funner movies, I think, this summer. Cool. Cool. Um, if you liked that movie, uh, I want you to watch Oblivion. It's out on uh, DVD now. Oh, cool. But I did see that you know, early on. I did see that in the theater, and I, and I did like it. I would like you to watch that movie and then tell me if you liked it more or less than Elysium. I'd just be curious to to hear from somebody that saw both of them. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to watch that. Yeah, trust me, it, it was surprisingly good. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just I I think there's I think that was kind of under the radar like this was. I think a lot of people were kind of ho-hum on it. Um, but if you like science fiction, uh, go check it out and I think probably Oblivion's the same kind of way from, you know, how you've talked about it before. So I'm going to check that out. I'll I'll, I'll let you know. Um, Dan, you've been watching Breaking Bad. I have. No spoilers. No, no. It, it, this is spoiler-free because um, you guys are going to be um, shocked when I tell you this. Okay. Okay. So we all know that Breaking Bad started up again, and this is it. You know, right. I think it's, it's final season. I want to say it's seven or eight episodes. That's all we're going to get, and then it's over. Um, I watched the first episode, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was ready to go. Um when it, when it comes to these kind of shows that I'm caught up on, I typically like to watch them um, live or within the within the next hour or two. Right. So as I'm watching the first episode, uh, my fiance said to me that she wanted to start this show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're si- I'm six seasons in this show, and she I wants to start from the beginning. Beginning. So being the best fiance that I am, I I, rest- I started the the, the uh, series over with her. Uh, we started from season one, episode one. We are currently in the middle of season three. Uh, she loves it, and she's always asking to watch an episode when we got some free time. Um, I'm trying to watch this as fast as I can because I have three shows on my DVR that I'm ready to watch. Right from this season, 
Um, at this point, probably going to be saving them until we're done so she can watch them. Um, wow. I think it'll be cool because of the fact. No, it's none of that. I, I agreed to it. I'll it was save, actually. I'll save them for you because I love you. Exactly. We, we can watch them together as a couple. But it'll be cool because it'll <laughs> because be a show. Because we love each other. Yeah. It'll be a show that we're able to watch together for the first time. and That's romantic. Yeah. That's breaking bad romantic. Thank you. <laughs> so, no, I have only seen the first episode of this season. Um, like I said, I loved it, and I can't wait. Um, it's probably, unfortunately, going to be a few months before I can get to You should it. just watch them behind her back. She I thought know. about it because I'm off on Wednesdays she and she's know. at school. So it's like – yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'm cheating. No, <laughs> it's your. It was your show first. Because I did this with How I Met Your Mother. I watch. I I binge watched like three seasons yeah. behind your back, and I didn't want to rewatch them, and I did. So, and now I'm she's rewatching gonna, that show too. But she's gonna make you wait wait to watch these for weeks, months. Uh, that's ridiculous, <laughs> man. But it'll be it'll be it'll be all worth it. So. Uh. It's going to be back. hard to avoid the spoiler when the last episode comes. You're telling me because when I get on, and the you internet, can't even watch the Talking Bad. They've got a whole show afterwards. Got three of those on DVR. Just as why would you want to watch it after the fact? You want to watch them live, right? I'm avoiding. I deleted Breaking Bad and Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston off my Twitter because all they do, like under the dome, is when it's live, they tweet the whole episode. All I'm seeing uh, is uh, your fiance Katie with like a pharaoh's like hat on. She's like, "Let my," I'm, I'm saying, "Let my Dan go, <laughs> let my Dan go, let him, let, let him watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch the other episodes." I know, but it's but, been a while since I've seen uh, first season, second season, third season. It's cool to rewatch it, but <laughs> no. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just messing with you. It's man. all good. I know how that's how you and your girlfriend are with uh, that that uh, Clarissa Explains It All show or whatever you watch. Clarissa Explains It All show? Melissa and Joey. We don't watch that together. Yeah, right. We don't watch it. I watch that by myself, man. <laughs> Seriously. Alone in the dark. Seriously. Right. He does turn the lights Dude, off. Dude, I'm all man when I watch that show. That's all by myself, man. I'm drinking a Budweiser and eating chicken. Smoking a Marlboro Red. I'm like. smoking a Marlboro Red and eating some chicken wings, and I'm like, I'm watching Melissa and Joey all day. So, good for you. Man up. Man up. <laughs> so, yeah, Dan was enjoying uh, Breaking Bad, and then he got engaged. So, thanks, Dan. <laughs> I've been engaged for a while now. <laughs> uh, but uh, hey, so uh, let's see here. Uh, let's talk. Let's get into some big news, James. Wait, before you finished, is what? anybody else watching the show live? I yeah, I have been. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to see. Don't obviously don't say nothing, but I just want to talk to somebody that's not whooped. <laughs> you lucky bastard, you! Dan's like, Dan's like, can I come over? Is, is it still good? Is it good? Is it good? Is it as good as I remember? Uh-huh. It's I just, better. I just need a little taste. <laughs> I did read a spoiler though, which I'm cool with, so it's all good. It, it's really hard to talk about it without spoiling it. I so know. yeah. The, the true spoiler is here, though, is once you get engaged, your life is over. You have That's to rewatch right. shows on Netflix. That's the first thing you have to do when you get engaged what? is rewatch the show. That's the big spoiler years. is like once you're engaged, it's like your freedom's gone. But here's the, here's the funny thing, though. 
before I got engaged, um, she wanted to start Lost from episode one. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. And, and this was probably two years ago when this was going on, okay? Because uh, I got some Blu-rays on for Christmas, uh, season one, two, and I think mm-hmm. three or four or whatever. But uh, we tried that, got through season one. She was hooked. And then, you know, life happened, and, and we never finished it. So uh, she was she was pissed about that, but... You know, we're doing Breaking Bad, and it'll probably happen the same way where I don't get to watch this season till next year, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Anybody else have any other thing they want to talk about before we jump into this? Did you have no, anything on ahead. Arrested Development? Well, I was going to no. talk about that a little bit later, yeah. Okay. No, we can talk about that Yeah, now. I heard some news uh, this past week or two. and Arrested Development, uh, Mitch Hurwitz, um, basically he came out and said that uh, – you know, a lot of people have been wondering, like, there was supposed to be a movie before there was supposed to be a season four. Right. And so that was, like, the big thing is, like, we were waiting on a movie and we thought it was going to be a theatrical release. And so now Mitch Hurwitz is saying that, you know, he'd like to – he thinks it's going to be easier for them to, you know, get the cast together to do a movie before they start. And they want to do a season five. Right. But he thinks that he, he thinks that he can get the gang, everybody together to do a movie – before they could do season five, uh, that's a lot of people's um, problem with the uh, Arrested Development season four was that the Bluths weren't in a bunch of scenes together. Right, it was individual stories, and they think that it kind of hit it hurt the season. Yeah, uh, you know, I think they did the best that they could with with what they had and with everybody's schedule. Uh, but you know, he th- Mitch Hurwitz has come out and said, I think it'd be easier to get these actors together for a four to five week shooting mm-hmm. than it would be to, you know, dedicate six months to having them all together right. to do a season. Yeah. So, you know, the movie looks like it's in the works first. Uh, Mitch Hurwitz uh, is going to start writing it soon, I believe. Which we all thought was going to happen before season four. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm still excited about the movie, obviously. But They did say that the movie would likely be a Netflix movie, though. Okay. Oh, so, cool. But still, I mean, that's still pretty cool. That's fine. I don't yeah. want it to be a theatrical release. No, because no. if it's a theatrical release and it bombs... It's going to get shitty-ass reviews from everywhere. I mean, it's just... Well, it's not that. It's like you have to be you have to be caught up on seasons one, two, three, and four, four and yeah. then go out and see it in the theater. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, why? I don't know. That's like uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to make big money. No. I think you'll have the diehard fans that go out and see it. It'll be one of those movies that it's in the theaters for a few weeks. It won't do big money. Might as well just do it on Netflix. Netflix just release it on Netflix. You know, I mean, that'll help with their subscriptions, give yeah. Netflix a boost, and then that'll give Netflix more incentive to do a season no. five. five. And maybe possibly another, like, starting venture off into movies. You know what I mean? Instead of shows like they're doing now. I'd just like to keep them going as seasons, man. Yeah. Yeah, I like the episodes. I mean, the movie sounds fun and cool, but, yeah, season five. I would personally like to see season five before a movie, but... Uh, See, I'd like to see a movie and then leave it with a cliffhanger Mm. that gets concluded, like a season or in a season episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even that. Like they 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 won't conclude it until the end of the season. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's how they would do it, in my opinion. You know, they keep you hanging on the whole season to Mm -hmm. you know to figure out what's you know. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But love the rest of development. Love all the cast. Uh, Speaking of uh, Netflix, before you go on, um, I have some House of Cards news. 
I know. Cool. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a House of Cards guy, but I was going to actually bring that up on the show. I didn't know if you'd caught it or not. The f- David Fincher not returning. He's not uh, returning. The guy, he was on the girl with the dragon tattoo. He was the director of that. Fight Club. Right. Yeah, uh, he will not be back to direct season two, but I have uh, heard that uh, Robin Wright, who plays Claire in the show, uh, she will be making her directing debut in a few episodes along with Kevin Spacey. Uh, he will direct some um, episodes in the upcoming season. Um, I think it's a loss because I like the Fincher dark, icy um, tone of the show. And I I don't think we're going to lose that, but we're going to lose a little bit of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see them being able to replicate that very well. I mean, that was such a smart way of doing things that that takes a special you know kind of director so well, i i don't know you know a lot of Knowing times the characters is one thing but. right and, and guys i haven't watched the show but a lot of times what happens is you've got a show like i'm gonna use walking dead for example where you know you've got uh frank darabont who did the first season and you know pretty much the first half of the second season he set the the tone and pace of that show mm-hmm. so almost it's like you could have anybody slide in there right and just kind of like, oh, okay, I get where the show's going. I, I get like the the tone and and everything. I can just slide in there and kind of finish that. Yeah. If you have a competent director come in there, they come can do it. that. So I mean, that's when they got Glenn Mazzara, and he took the yeah. show. And it, I mean, he didn't veer too much, but right. it did change a little bit. And I think it got better than what Frank Bar- Darabont had done. And now they've got somebody else that comes in there. I don't think at any point. I think I think some of these shows, if you have them established enough, you can have anybody come in there, and it's almost like it's on cruise control, smooth sailing. Yeah. But they got James Foley from Glengarry Glen Ross. Is gonna oh, do, that's good. Do a that's few good. Ep- do a few episodes, and Carl Franklin with Devil in a Blue Dress. Oh, uh, cool. Also going to do some shows. So I'm interested. Um, I think it's going to be a good season. I don't think it can top season one, but I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, that that gives me a little reassurance. Uh, let's see here. Um, sci-fi. More TV news. Sci-fi orders a Twelve Monkeys pilot. Remember oh, that's exciting. Yeah. The uh, 1995 movie that was directed by Terry Gilliam. You, Jake, you talked about Terry Gilliam last week with the uh, what is it? The uh, Parnassus movie. Yeah, uh, Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Yeah. Parnassus. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, that, I remember the film. It starred Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt, Madeline Stowe. Yep. Uh, that, I don't know. I love that movie for its time. And I think this is kind of like a, a great concept for a show. You've, uh, if you remember 12 Monkeys, it follows a time traveler, uh, from a post apocalyptic future. Uh, he comes to present day and then he's on a mission to the, uh, to eradicate the source of a deadly plague, mm-hmm. uh, that it will eventually decimate the human race. So, Sounds like a cool show. Like what uh, network picked it up? Sci-fi. Okay. They, okay. they haven't picked it up. It, they've ordered a pilot. Pilot. Okay. Uh, which, if the pilot does well before t- maybe test audiences right. or if they like the show, um, then then they might pick it up for a full season. Usually, sci-fi does like a thirteen episode season, which I'm happy with. Okay. Um, you know, I think that's perfect. Um, you know, and you know they've lost some shows over the years that I do like. I, I, that's the thing about sci-fi is like they pick up some really cool shows, in my opinion, but not all of them make it. And then, like, I was totally invested in Alphas for two seasons. Yeah, and me they, too. They left you on a cliffhanger on the first season. They came back and did the second season. Awesome second season. Then they leave yeah. you on a cliffhanger on the second season. Canceled. <laughs> yeah. Never going to know how it ends, and it's upsetting. Um, you know, uh, so I'm hoping like, 
you know, some of these sci-fi shows I'm worried about, like when they start them, because it's like if you really get into them, you never know if they're going to get canceled or not. But no, I think this is a cool concept for a show. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'll check oh, it out. Yeah, I mean, well, what do you what do you think they're going to explore with this? I mean, have they revealed any of the you know the plot details or? Yeah, are they going to redo the movie, or are they gonna, is it going to be like after the fact? Is the movie canon in this show? Well, I think they're. I, uh, Guys, it's all speculation at this point. They haven't really given a synopsis or anything. Uh, but, you know, I think that they're going to go uh, kind of the same route, just different characters. Maybe, um, you know, it's, it's got to be the same thing. Somebody, It's uh, kind of like a time travel thing where maybe somebody's traveling from time to time to time, like from, you know, point A, you know, to try to find uh, a cure for this plague or like where this plague started. But they've got to travel to different points in time. Maybe they haven't narrowed it down like they did in in, in Twelve Monkeys. So I don't know. I, it'll be an interesting. It'll be an interesting show. And uh, I don't know. It, I I think it's a cool concept, though. I, anything that deals with time travel is always fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it poses a lot of interesting questions. So I I don't see it as being like something you don't really get into. I mean, if they do it right, something that you don't really get into. You know, right off the bat. So, especially if it's going to be like a limited series, I, I think it, I think it almost needs to be. You know, you can't continue that over and over again. But yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I'd like to see that. I'm always up for time travel. So definitely. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, it might not even get picked up. It might just be I'll talk. Right. Let's see here. Well, uh, let's talk about a little bit. Uh, let's talk about some big news. Let's just do it. Let's talk about James Spader, Ultron. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. Is this who you guys would have thought is the logical choice to play Ultron? I, I didn't think we'd have an actual actor. I thought we'd just have a voice actor. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is right. I'm not. I'm still not thinking they're going to strap you know a metal suit on James Spader. I'm, I'm just. I think he is going to be a voice actor. But it, it, what, is, did James Spader even enter your thoughts? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, he hasn't done much lately. So well, you know, Boston Legal, and he did something after Office. that. But I mean, nothing like uh, big Hollywood blockbuster type movies. He worked well in The Office. For that role he was in. He, I didn't watch Yeah, it. he was funny on The Office. Yeah, and he was on there for a while, too. I think a few seasons, too. Yeah, like two seasons. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think what they need to do for James Spader is maybe add some robotic sound effects to the voice. Change it up. I just don't want to hear James Spader's voice coming out of a tin can. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I just, I want, they need to add some, like, you know. Robotic like auto tune or something too. Something like yeah. that, exactly. You know, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't know. It's it's, it's a weird casting. I'm yeah. not I'm not against it. I'm not like gung ho for it. Right. But, it'll. Um, I mean, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. I don't think it's as controversial well, we're, we're as not the Affleck. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, we're not even sure. Like to yeah, like you said, what capacity is James Spader going to be Ultron? You know, will it just be the voice? Uh, will it be like? You know, some kind of projection of what he'd look like as a human type character. Like, is that going to happen, or is it just going to be him as the voice of Ultron? It's got to be just and him it, as the voice of Ultron, in my opinion. Yeah, and they would definitely have to do something so it's not just James Spader's voice. But it, it's an interesting like decision. Like, what made them think of that? I have I have zero clue as to why he would be cast for this. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not against it. I just don't understand, you know, what they were thinking. What he's going to bring to the table is Ultron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's dealt with sci-fi before when he was in Stargate, but I don't know. I just have I never pictured him as Ultron. I I was thinking, you know, I was I don't know who I was thinking, but I wasn't thinking James Spader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe David Spade. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and uh, it's not 100% confirmed yet. You know, his reps are still talking to Marvel, but Vin Diesel possibly is Groot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not exciting news. <laughs> and it wasn't, like, from the sounds of it, it wasn't like the, this was the first choice. It was like Marvel had reached out to him to be uh, part of a fresh IP, as he said it, a, a different intellectual property. But, right. uh, but they weren't planning on that character to be revealed until like years later. And once fans heard about this, they were clamoring for Vin Diesel to be involved in a movie now. So it looks like Marvel is like said, oh, okay, well, you know, you did good voice acting work for uh, Iron Giant. Let's right. have you be Groot. Right. And pretty much all Groot says in the comics is, I am Groot. Yeah. So or Groot, one of the two, yeah. Yeah, so it's like at this point, uh, looks like he's going to be Groot, you know, and so now people are wondering, like, who was he going to be? Who did Marvel have in mind for him before Groot? Right. Do you have any stabs at it? Well, I mean, I've always said Vision. I've always said it's been Vision. I mean, as soon as he was cast, I just thought that he looked like Vision and, and could play the part as kind of a you know a robotic AI. And you know, Vision is still in, in talks. I but think see, that was like they were talking away, about a, a movie. They, but see, the thing is, like they were talking about a brand, like a movie. He was going to star in a movie as a fresh intellectual property. Right. So it wasn't like a bit role. Like they, I, it sounded like they were going to give him his own movie. Is that what you got out of it, Jay? I don't know well, if Marvel would give a movie to the Vision. Right, right. Well, I mean, what are you guys thinking? Black that Bolt could have been Black Bolt. Black, I was thinking it was going to be Black an Inhumans Bolt. movie. Totally. Yeah, that would make sense. He could pull that off as well. He doesn't have to say a fucking word. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he does, he's going to destroy the whole fucking universe or whatever. Right. You know. So, yeah, that makes sense. That'd be cool. I could see But, but that's just a guess. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, as a standalone film, though, too, I mean, I guess Black Panther would be another choice maybe that I could see him doing, but... You know, kind of, kind of another quiet character, but also, you know, physically dominant. So, you know, I don't know. Have to be somebody like that. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I think that news will come out. Okay. They've got to wait until like, you know, all the paperwork signed for him to be Groot. And then I think like a year down the road, they'll come out and eventually reveal like who they had him in the works for possibly. Right. But it's not a big deal. If he's Groot, uh, if he's Groot, I, I want to hear not just his voice, but I want to hear like when he talks. I want to hear like like creaking wood, and you know uh, when he's talking, I want to hear it. I want to hear it sound like a tree, like creaking wood, and like I want to hear like when he attacks. I want to hear like you know cracking branch sounds and and like leaves, you know, like yeah, you know, just cracking Fall. and yeah, just yeah. That's what I want to hear. Like when he's talking, I want to hear like. Rrr. 
right. like creaking and, yeah. and that's just what I want to hear. I don't know. Yeah, some very subtle just details would be nice. Yeah. Instead of just Vin Diesel. Exactly. <laughs> um and then Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon. Yes. What do you guys that think? That is confirmed, correct? It, it, it's, con- confirmed? It, it's confirmed now. Yes. I'm good with okay. it. I'm good with it. I have mixed voice. feelings yeah. about that. I like Bradley Cooper okay, but I don't know as the voice for Rocket Raccoon. Have you heard his voice work, though? Have you heard his – he hasn't done voice work by, per se, but have you heard his impressions of people? No, I haven't. You need to – I'll tell you what. I'm going to play it at the end of the episode. I'll throw this in. You guys need to hear his impersonations. He has some fantastic impersonations. If you've seen him on Conan and interviews and things like that, because like as soon as he was cast, I was like, okay, is he just going to be Bradley Cooper or can he pull off some voices? So I did like, I did some, um, I just did a YouTube search for, you know, Bradley Cooper, uh, impressions, impersonations, not, not impressions, impersonations. And he, he, uh, he can do, uh, Christopher Walken, hilarious. And he does Owen Wilson to a T. But he, nice. he, he can he can change his voice. Uh, he's got different inflections that he can use in his voice, and I think like he's played different characters in movies, you know, and uh, acted differently, like right. in the Wedding Crashers and stuff yeah. like that. But like, I don't think he's gonna sound like Bradley Cooper in this role. I think he's gonna bring something to it. Right. Um, so I'm. I, you know, I, jury is still out on this decision. I'm not saying toss it. I'm not saying Tupperware. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a. I'm not even going to give it a taste. It jury's fucking out. Yeah. That's my decision. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, what happens. I, I, I agree. I, but I think he could pull it off. I think you're right. He, he does have, uh, I think he has the range to be able to play this voice acting role, you know, and make yeah. it, make it fun, you know, make it his own thing. Right. And that's what they need. They need somebody that can really own this character. So it's, you know, rememberable. But is he the draw? You know what I mean? We've already talked about like Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't have like that big name. Like you're not going to like, like, okay, outside of our group and outside of like, you know, this, like people that listen to this show and, and listen to like other, you know, uh, geek related shows and shit. Chris Pratt is not going to be like a big name. Like, I, yeah, the guy next to you at the at your job. Right. If you're like, you know, unless he watches part, unless he watches Parks and Parks and Rec. Yeah. He has no idea what the fuck, who, who the fuck Chris Pratt is. Mm-hmm. Is you know Chris Pratt's not going to bring anybody to the theaters. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. is it enough that they have Glenn Close and Benicio del Toro? You know what I mean? Is that right. going to is that going to bring like Glenn Close fans? Are they going to be like, oh, Glenn Close is in this? Like, you know, like your grandma. Is she going to be like, <laughs> gotta see it now? Cause she's, oh, like, I loved her in, uh, Fatal Attraction. I've right. got it. I've got to go see her in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I can't see. I agree with you, Brian. I think Rocket Raccoon himself will be a draw to the movie almost more than anything once audiences see that character in a trailer. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we've we have been fortunately we fortunately were able to see. Uh, thank you, Mark Perillo, for sending us a link too. By the way, on Facebook, we were fortunate enough to see like the trailer mm-hmm. um, and uh, see like you know Rocket Raccoon shooting like the gun, and then also on you know Groot's shoulder, you know, and, and and that was cool. So hopefully, kids will connect with that character and like want to see it. Um, adults, on the other hand, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, man. I don't know. Either. This is this movie's a wild card, man. Right. You know, you do have some cool actors in there. You've got, uh, you know, what's his name? Um, 
John C. Riley. Mm. I almost said Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I can see this movie though pulling in people. I think I can see this movie pulling people in word of mouth. Mm. After but not right off the bat. Not yeah. right off the bat. I think like Avengers had enough people to go see it initially to yeah. make it a to make it a success financially. Yeah. But it excelled because of word of mouth. Right. Oh, you've got to see this movie. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think it has that pull um, to where it's going to necessarily even be the number one movie that weekend. Right. Depends on what it goes up against. Maybe, maybe posting Marvel Studios is just enough. Maybe having Marvel Studios next to the title is enough. Maybe it's not. Right. I still hope that the movie does good i just don't know if you know what i mean and this goes back to like is bradley cooper a big enough name to draw people everybody in. butts yeah. into seats right. to see this movie because if Probably he's not because <laughs> if he's not then you need word good word of mouth for this type of movie mm-hmm. yeah it's going to be based on the movie as a whole i don't think it'll be based on bradley cooper or you know any of the other actors or actresses i think right. it will be based on what the movie is and how good it is because yeah. dan if it wasn't for us would you have heard of guardians of the galaxy no until it came out in theaters right and then when it came out in theaters you'd have been like i don't know about this guardians of the galaxy well just enough marvel knowledge before you guys i probably would have went to the theater to see it because i went to saw avengers you know in the theater yeah so yes but no i would have been as soon as i saw the first trailer for it on tv i'd have been like never heard of them yeah. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there like that, too. There's a lot of st- lot at stake with this movie. I mean, yeah. you know, if it doesn't do well, then we're not going to see any other gambles for a while, you know? Right. That's true. Yeah. Well, they've already said that, like, if this movie doesn't do well, the Guardians of the Galaxy might not even meet up with the Avengers in Avengers 3. Because from yeah. the sounds of it, they're not going to meet up in Avengers 2. Yeah, nothing. Nothing has been said about that except, well, maybe later. Later. Josh on. Whedon has written the script apparently for Avengers Two. It's done, right? And according right. to Josh Whedon, Guardians of the Galaxy are not in that script. Yeah. So you know, he might be lying. He might be, you know, he might have something up his sleeve. But it doesn't sound like these, you know, like these characters are all going to meet until Avengers Three, and that could be contingent upon on how Guardians of the Galaxy does. does. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. So, um, you know, and Vin Diesel is Groot. Is that enough? <laughs> no. no <laughs> definitely not. That's not a draw for me, or no. I don't think anybody. I, I would hope, but this this movie, although I will admit, it, I I am anticipating this movie more than any other movie in the Marvel. Yeah, because it is in, such a wild card. Yeah, in the Marvel stable, other than a, a Avengers two, right. Guardians of the Galaxy is the movie that I am most anticipating. It's the underdog, for sure. It's mm-hmm. the wild card. Yeah. Because, I mean, this could be like... When this movie comes out, it could be the next big Marvel movie. Like, people could be like wanting to be clamoring to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know, because it, it combines superheroes and Star Wars, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I hope the movie. Do- I hope James Gunn knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really hard to market it. You know, marketing's going to be key for the movie. So hopefully, they have some smart marketing. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, let's see here. Uh, Legendary Pictures at Universal. Um, Legendary Pictures uh, is now at Universal <laughs> Studios uh, after leaving the after leaving <coughs> Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. It's kind of a big kind of a big deal. I yeah. mean, they've been with uh, Warner Brothers uh, through um, twenty six. 29 pictures or something Damn. like that. So they've had to, they've been able to, you know, take advantage of uh, such movies as, you know, uh, the Nolan Batman films, uh, Inception, The Town, 300. Uh, but now they're going into a five year agreement with uh, Universal Studios starting in 2014. Um, they're going to have full access. I think this is a really good marriage between two companies, Universal and Legendary Pictures. They're going to have full access to Universal's monster line. So, you know, Legendary is going to be able to play with Godzilla, um, possibly Jurassic Park 4, right. uh, King Kong, maybe, um, you know, Jaws, Frankenstein, The Mummy, uh, The Invisible Man, Dracula. Uh, which is actually Dracula is in production right now, uh, or or pre-production, uh, starring Luke Evans uh, from Immortals as Dracula. I, oh, cool! And I think he's also going to be Eric Draven, right? Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So With Crow, yeah. But uh, I think this is good news for Universal. I, I I think you know I do think it was time for. Uh, legendary. I think I think Legendary Pictures is probably a better marriage with. Uh, with uh, um, Universal, Universal yeah. than they than they are at this point with Warner Brothers, right. and it'll be interesting. You know, like Man of Steel was the last uh, legendary, legendary pictures. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they can do with like Dracula and some of these characters that uh, Universal has. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, did you guys have any thoughts about that? But I just thought it was cool. Well, I, I'm rooting for Legendary. I mean, I've been a fan for a long time of their stuff, so I I think this is a good marriage too. And I think those characters would be great to kind of bring back, you know, in a in a in a good quality, you know, right. kind of way. Because yeah. you know, what have you seen, you know, with any of those? And they're they're classics, you know. Bring back yeah. the classic monsters. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, and just as far as like. Being able to get your movies made and having a good budget, you know, mm-hmm. Universal's a, a good company. Way to go, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, let's see here. Dinobots Transformers 4J, I want you to talk about that a little bit. It's been confirmed? Yeah, it's been confirmed. Um, you can actually see it even in the logo now for Transformers 4. It's got the T and the 4, and it's got the Dinobot kind of claw marks in the 4. Um so yeah, that's been confirmed. I I don't know to what capacity. You know, with with Michael Bay, it could mean they're in there for a second, or they're going to be a major you know player in the movie. I, there's right. been no details leaked as to what kind of role they're going to play in this. Right. Um, and so we, I mean, we don't even know the title of the movie at this point, um, but it has been confirmed. Yes, definitely that the Dinobots are going to be in it. Transformers yeah, I, Four. We want to sell a lot of toys this time. Yeah, that's yeah. the title. Way more toys. Yeah. Merchandise. Ex- exactly. Um, this is pretty late in the game, don't you think? You know. What's that, Jay? Don't you think this is kind of late in the game to be announcing this? You know, is this something that he decided upon? After just not getting a lot of internet buzz about it, or was this all? Do you think this was maybe always in the works? This is Hasbro. So you think it's yeah? You think it was just planned from the beginning? This is Hasbro saying, "Hey, listen, okay, 
The problem with the last movie was that we didn't sell enough toys. You're, right. u- you're using our property. We're a toy manufacturer. You didn't change your characters enough. Right. So we need something that'll sell more toys. So we'll kick, we'll stick with the core group, the, the characters that people like, Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. Bumblebee. But let's bring in new robots. That way there's new toys being sold. Right. And let's throw in dinosaurs. Boys love dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dinobots was one of the fucking best inventions any uh, toy manufacturer could ever come up with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we've been clamoring for the Dinobots the whole time, but it's we're not getting the Dinobots because they want to cater to the fans. Like, right. hey, guys, we've got the Dinobots, and these are going to be the Dinobots that you're going to love. It's good, just Michael Bay, you know, saying to Hasbro, sure, yeah, okay, we'll throw the Dinobots in there. You guys are going to sell some toys. He doesn't have any respect for these characters. The only thing they've ever done to respect these characters is given Peter Cullen the voice of Optimus Prime. Yep, that is that is true. And yeah. they, they threw us a bone the first time one of the characters transformed and you heard the old Transformer sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all they've ever done. Starscream sums it up. Starscream yeah. was kind of cool, too. Yeah, he was all right. He was all right. So this is just another way to sell toys. I, I, I'm, I'll be interested to see what the what the Bayformers version of uh, the Dinobots looks like. But you know, and I don't even know. Are we gonna get Are we gonna get the Dinobots that we've you know grown to love? Are we gonna get uh, uh, Grimlock? I'm sure we're gonna get Grimlock. But are we gonna get you know Slag and Snarl Swoop? Um, you know, or and are they going to be? I'm sure that their origins got to be different. You know, in the original uh, cartoon, they were created by Wheeljack, right? And Wheeljack hasn't even been introduced into this series, which is fine. But uh, you know, their origin story is going to be what like kind of intrigues me. It's like, how are they going to introduce the Dinobots into this into this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh very worrisome. Yeah. I can't really think of a, a good way the Bay's going to do this. He's he's fucked up everything since the beginning. So, yeah, I don't see him as doing anything but making this a fucking mockery. All right, Unfortunate. hey guys, we're unfortunately, gonna, we're going to pause right now. Dan's wrapping things up here. Hold on, real quick. Okay. All right, and we're back. Uh, yeah, we took a little break. Dan had to leave, getting a little bit late there. Um, honestly, Dan recorded probably two hours of programming with us, and you only got to hear about an hour of it, so apologize for that. But welcome back. There's a couple other things we wanted to cover this week, and then we're going to end the show. But we'll be back next week and hopefully have a longer show for you next week uh, and not have so many difficult uh, you know, problems uh, as far as technical issues and shit. Um Let's see here. What did I want to cover? Um, have you ever guys? Have you guys ever heard of the old? Uh, have you ever heard the TV the TV urban legend that there was an unaired episode of The Simpsons where Bart died? No. Uh. Uh-uh. I hadn't either. Um, and maybe some of our listeners have heard about this, but like, um, there's like 
there's this rumor there has been this rumor out there apparently like Fox has like changed the way that they've numbered the Simpsons to try to cover this up that there is this unaired episode of the Simpsons where Bart died I guess the the lost episode was written by Matt Groening and then during the production of the first season he started acting really weird and he was quiet and kind of like reserved and shit and he was nervous and like acting really weird and 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 uh they kept saying like if you ever mention this to anyone who was like around like the production of that season and that episode they uh they they get really kind of like uh angry or upset and and uh they don't want to talk about it and then they 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 would tell people like don't ever like mention this to Matt Groening himself like don't ever bring it up um Whoa. and uh basically like apparently um the 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 description of the episode was the Simpsons they go on a plane trip uh, near the end of the first act that you see the plane taking off, Bart's fooling around, messing, messing around, you know, uh, like he does on the show. And the plane's about 50 feet off the ground. Bart breaks a window on the plane and he gets sucked out. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so they, apparently they, like, they show, like, Bart's corpse, like he hits the ground and, and you see Bart's corpse and, uh, they show, uh, in act two, Homer, Marge, and Lisa, they're at the table. They're all crying and, and, you know, they're, they're hurting over this. And, and, uh, then they show like them all at the grave and stuff like that. It's like really morbid and messed up is like the description of this episode. Um, so they go to the tombstone. They're crying, blah, 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 blah. Um, they zoom in on Homer's face and, and, uh, I guess he tells a joke at that point and, uh, you don't know what he's saying. Uh, th- there's so many, there's so much speculation as to what happened in this episode. Um, and so they, for years, like people have been talking about this, like this, did this happened? Did there, was there an episode where Matt Groening got uh, depressed in his life and he, he just killed off Bart? Well, oh shit! Yeah, I know. I'd never heard of this before, so I'm like reading this article, and uh, apparently, like they did some digging, like you know, hoax. What is it like? What are those guys? The hoax hunters and shit. Yeah, hoax hunters. Yeah, yeah. not the same guys, but like whoever did wrote this article did some digging and investigating, and they found out that it's not real. That the hoax began years ago at a website or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's called a website, a horror website called Creepy Pasta. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, they, 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 uh, they actually came, created a video and tried to make it look like that episode, like snippets and, and little clips from that episode. And I watched it and it looked really bad. It like didn't, it looked like scenes from like other episodes and then like it got real fuzzy and, and things like that. It just didn't look believable at all, but apparently it never existed. So there never was, it was just a complete hoax. Thank God. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, that's weird. Like how like somebody can start something like that on the internet. Well, yeah, a lot of these sites, I was actually reading a lot about that today about a certain site that I'm not going to name, but I don't want to draw attention to them. But a lot of these sites that you know some people are reading is just total bullshit. They're just trying to get people to come to the site and they just spew off a bunch of crap. So 
I'm glad that they debunked that because that would have been really sad, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can kind of see where that idea would come from, though, with uh, Life in Hell, the comic strip that Matt Graney did before The Simpsons. I mean, that would get very dark and depressing, too, with the main character shooting himself quite often. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, but not not in like a, a long-running TV series like that, especially a cartoon. I mean... I, I don't – that would have been really sad if they had done that, and you would have worried about him. Like, why would you do that? But, yeah, a lot of these sites just spill off a bunch of shit just to get get you to come – Generate some crap. traffic, yeah. Yeah, so don't believe everything you hear. <laughs> yeah, especially if we're the ones saying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we you are got? not 100% accurate, but no. pretty close. <laughs> yeah, we know shit. You know, we, we do the best we can. Oh yeah. Um uh let's see here. I saw did you guys hear about the new Spawn? You know, they've been talking about this for years. You know, the uh, Spawn when it came out in theaters years ago and and they talked about doing like a sequel to that film, you know, the Michael yeah. Jai White film that came out. Um but now that, then they talked about a reboot and we've been hearing about a reboot for close to 20 years now. Right. Um, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I did see the original Spawn in theaters when I was uh, when I was nineteen. I did too. Yeah, yeah, me too. And you guys, I don't know what you guys thought to yourselves as you watched that movie, but I did. Even as a nineteen-year-old man watching Spawn, I kept thinking to myself, "This movie's really suffering from not getting that R rating." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or the budget that it needed. True. For That's like special true. effects yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, because like the practical effects didn't look that good. Like the no. like the um the costumes, they weren't that good in my opinion. No, no. I thought John Leguizamo looked good. He looked good, but Spawn himself, Michael J. White as Spawn, it looked really. What's the word? Chintzy? It looked crappy. Yeah. Yeah. It was really early CG with that yeah. cape too. That looked really crappy. And and the devil, what did they did they call him Duramu in that Malbolgia? Malbolgia, yeah, horrible. It's yeah. like something that you would make on your own computer and animate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even for its time, it just did not look good. And I just remember watching it and being like, "Man, this this movie needs to be rated R." This is it's like there's certain movies that you just can't make fucking PG thirteen. You know, I mean, you can't make Spawn PG-13. You can't make RoboCop PG-13. You can't no. can't make Die Hard PG-13. No. And this is one of those movies that, like, they wanted to, uh, I think they wanted to basically, you know, get um, that teenage audience in there to watch it because they didn't want to give up that cash. And, and they took a gamble and made it PG-13. And I think the movie suffered because of it. Um, you know, that's just my opinion though. Yeah, I saw it in the theater too yeah. and I was really excited cuz that's that's about the time that I was really into Spawn. Yeah. I'm not anymore, but um typical McFarland to take forever to do anything. But yeah. you know, I understand he wants to do it right this time and you know, he's he he was talking about doing a different twist on it as is more of kind of like a horror movie. Um, which I don't know, you know, is, is Spawn the superhero going to get lost in a horror film? If that's the road that he wants to take. And that seems to be the case is that he wants to 
cut back the special effects and just make it more of kind of a terrifying horror film. I think it'll just play out like a horror film. I don't know if it's like a true horror movie in the sense of the horror genre. I think it'll just kind of play out more like a horror film. Does that make sense? Like that, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like the horror of what's happening to him more so than right. doing super heroic acts or anything. Yeah. Saving the world or whatever. Right, exactly, exactly. It'll play out more like a horror movie because of the the characters involved and and things like that. So, um, I um, like. This, I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say this is a bit off topic, but do you guys remember the uh, HBO Spawn cartoon? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I loved that. It was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great character. I want to see him done right. So absolutely. I mean, I, I'd be. A- Interested? I'll definitely go see it if it comes if it ever happens. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, now that Jamie Foxx has come out and said that he wants to play Al Simmons, he wants to be Spawn. I mean, they, they've got their star. That that right there means that Todd McFarlane just needs to, you know, sit down and pump out a script. Yeah, and he said he has set a time frame for himself that he wants to have the script done by the end of this year, 2013. And he wants to start filming in early 2014. I mean, but we've heard this. Yeah, for but, a long time. But I think he has to now that you've got somebody of Jamie Foxx's, you know, pedigree saying that. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wants to, you know, this is Jamie Foxx. This is not, you know, I like Michael J. White too, but this is Jamie Foxx. He's he's pretty hot in Hollywood right now. And you got to jump in on on that action, man. Oh yeah, if he's expressing interest and you haven't even like put out the word that you're looking to do this, I mean, I think that's pretty awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. and knowing Jimmy Fox will probably take a cut too. Oh yeah, if, if that's what I mean. If he's expressing interest already, I think he's gonna take whatever's offered. You know, if he really likes his character, which is really appealing to me as a reader. So, right? Yeah, totally, totally like to see it done right. They're so. wanting to keep the budget around fifty million. That's. Yeah. It's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, Todd actually said, uh, I think it's a quick shoot. It's not going to be a giant budget with a lot of special effects. It's going to be more of a horror movie and a thriller movie, not a superhero one. I've got so many people phoning now that I've got to get it done. I've made some promises to people this year. Um, yeah. From what it sounded like, it wasn't just Jamie Foxx that was interested in this part. And there might be other actors of like a, of like a, uh, you know, of Oscar caliber. Uh, that are interested in playing parts in this movie. So, um, you know, this is a big deal. But, you know, as far as McFarlane's concerned and as far as Spawn in the movie universe is con- concerned, I- I'm just going to say I'll believe it when I see it. This is, like, right up there with, like, um, some of the movies, like, that we never thought would come out again, like different sequels, you know. Uh, Ghostbusters being – Ghostbusters 3 being one of them. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Goonies 2 being another one of them. I'll believe it. <laughs> you know, I mean, and they've talked about Goonies 2 for years, like bringing the oh, yeah. original cast back. Like same with Ghostbusters 3. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not like super anticipating it. Uh you know, my interest in Spawn died off a long time ago, but I think he he definitely has potential, and especially for an actor who wants to kind of make a name for himself, if if it's done right, it would definitely be a good vehicle. For them, because Spawn's not a—he's not a throwaway character. Right. He's pretty cool. No, people are still going to recognize the name, especially when you attach Jamie Foxx to it. I think it'll be a draw. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. And, and with a fifty million dollar budget, if they do this right, they could make a really good profit, and that means sequels. 
Oh yeah, they make two hundred mil off that, which isn't that far fetched. Do you guys know no. who owns who owns the property of Spawn? It's McFarlane, right? Yeah, but I mean, which studio? Oh, it was um, New Line, the first movie. Okay. Huh. I was thinking that'd be a good fit for uh, if it was Universal. That'd be a good fit for the Legendary Pictures. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because what has New Line done lately? Yeah. <laughs> no idea. I don't know. I have no idea either. Yeah. Uh, Jay, you were talking to me earlier about I, I had no idea about this news story, and then you said um, that uh, Zack Snyder's filming a some uh, some of the Batman versus Superman in Morocco. Yeah, there was some kind of news story that came out uh, today or yesterday, I believe, that was talking about there was a, a meteor scene that was filmed in Morocco, um, which is pretty interesting because that could mean a lot of possibilities, of course, number one being kryptonite, mm-hmm. um, which I personally think they're going to find kryptonite kind of from the wreckage of the terraform machines that it was kind of ran by kryptonite. So I'm thinking this is something else. Uh, it could mean another alien life form, uh, you know, which, which could mean like something like Brainiac. It could mean Doomsday. There's, there's a number of possibilities as to Lobo? what this could be. A Lobo could even be a possibility, which would be insane. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to know who, uh, we didn't get to talk about our fantasy casting, but this is one of the fantasy castings that I was going to bring up earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, but we didn't get a chance to, uh, who I would like to see as Lobo. No. Uh, Jason Momoa. I don't know who that is. Yeah, what? Who's Jason Momoa? Game of Thrones, guys. I don't know the actor's name. Who's he play? Remember in the first series, uh, he was Jason Momoa. Um, what's her name? Um, the the blonde girl, the guy that the guy that she was forced to marry. He also played. Right. He also played Conan. Conan. Uh, Conan. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he he would be my choice as Lobo. Oh fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I almost thought about him as Wolverine, which is just as fitting, I think, as playing somebody like Lobo. So, Well, he was in the talk for uh, – before Batista, he was actually in talks to play Drax. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, for that sure. would have been better. For sure. But they yeah, were yeah. – but uh, I think uh, talks fell out between him and his representatives in Marvel – uh, and then they went with Batista, and then they tried to play it off like Batista was the guy that they wanted all along. So, yeah, I mean, if they want to go a crazy route, fucking introduce Lobo. <laughs> yeah, you want to like not be like Marvel, definitely. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think Brainiac's probably where they might be going. I feel like one. Brainiac, Metallo, yeah. Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. Um. No, but yeah, that's cool, dude. That uh, meteor crash, yeah, it could mean a lot of things. Kryptonite, Lobo, Brainiac, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's just cool that the we're already getting some news on this, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm really excited about what the story is going to be for this and who they're going to introduce. You know, it's not going to be just Lex Luthor, and and there's so many loose ends for Man of Steel, so there's just a shit ton of possibilities. And this just brings one other, you know, question to what's going on here. So it was released for a reason, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the more information that we hear, uh, the more speculation there'll be. And maybe they're just using this to kind of get a feel of, like, what people want to hear now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, they've already heard what everybody has to say about the Ben Affleck casting, whether it's good or bad. So maybe they're just trying to get a feel for this. So. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, did you guys hear about uh, Geek Tyrant? They posted the script for the 2002 Batman vs. Superman that was written by Sleepy Hollow scribe Andrew Kevin Walker uh, back in 2002 uh, that had revisions by A Beautiful Mind's Akiva Goldsman. Oh, wow. Uh, so uh, basically in this version of Batman vs. Superman – uh, it featured uh, a DC universe where Clark Kent and Lois Lane are getting a divorce, huh. and Bruce Wayne is getting married after hanging it up. Hanging it up as being uh, Batman, um, he's done with being Batman due to the murder of Dick Grayson. Um, yeah, Batman's new bride is killed by the Joker's toxin on their honeymoon, but this is after the Joker's death. Hmm. Batman comes out of re- retirement uh, with a taste for revenge. And then it's weird because, like, you, it's like it's everybody's established. Like, they haven't – you know what I mean? Like, they're not showing you any origins. They're just basically putting you into this world. Dick Grayson and Alfred Pennyworth are dead. Wow. James Gordon's dead. <laughs> Barbara Gordon's the current police commissioner. It's like an Elseworlds book. It's yeah, yeah it's pretty bizarre. Um, and then Batman goes far darker than any other film they've seen that we've seen, and he nearly murders the Joker. Um, and it's just it's 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 a it's a bizarre. Uh, there's appearances by Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, um, but it just sounds very bizarre. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. <laughs> I don't want to see that story. Pretty interesting, but at the same time, I don't I don't know. It does seem just kind of far-fetched from what the actual continuity is right now. Yeah, I'm glad that they didn't do it either. I'm glad that they waited. It almost seems like a Tim Burton kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Tim Burton, next week we should talk about that Kickstarter for the... Uh, yeah, for sure, definitely. for sure. Yeah. I, I definitely want to talk about that because it is a... It, I think it's an interesting take, even though it is, you know, what you would kind of expect from Tim Burton. Yeah, we do need to talk about... There's a Kickstarter out right now. You should, you could probably look it up. Um, it's uh, for the old... Uh, what was it? Superman Lives movie? Yeah, Superman Lives. Yeah, the uh, proposed movie. It was years ago, back in the 90s, back when they were talking about Nicolas Cage being uh, Superman. <laughs> and I even remember seeing it in, like, Fangoria, you know, those kind of, like, yeah. sci-fi movie magazines. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Nicolas Cage Star is a Lord. huge Superman fan, named his son Kal-El. Yeah. <laughs> At one time, he was in possession of the highest-graded copy of Action Comics number 1, had which to sell it. Yeah. Had to sell it, of course. But he was in possession. That was his comic book. It was the highest graded comic of Action Comics number one ever, which is the first appearance of Superman. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, t- it was a Tim Burton directed film. And I mean, right before production, they they it stopped for some reason. Nobody knows why. Yeah. Which which would be interesting to see why in this? Yeah, uh, it, uh, well, it was Kickstarter. Yeah, Kickstarter. It's a Kickstarter. Thing. The guys wanting to get like I think uh, what was it? How much? Like fifty thousand? I thought it was thought more it was than less that. than that. Uh, I thought it was more than that. Okay, I, th- I think they they reached their goal though. 
Really? From what I saw. Yeah. From and what I saw. He said, like, if they reach their goal, there's going to be other, like, you know, stretch goals and things like that that they're going to try to get, like, better interviews and, like, actually have, like, recreate some of these scenes. Dude, we'll, we'll talk about that next week, I think. Yeah, yeah. We need to look at that. Yeah, very cool. I do want to bring up one last thing before we end the show. Um, longtime Doctor Who fan Peter Jackson said he would love to direct an episode of Doctor Who. Ooh. And has gone on the record that say he's gone on the record saying that he'd do it for uh, as low as the price of a Dalek. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, so uh, cool joke, cool reference of a, a, a Dalek <laughs> there. But unfortunately, he's not going to be able to get away for at least a couple years. He's kind of stuck in Middle Earth right now, working on the last two installments of The Hobbit. So. Um, you know, but be patient. I mean, this could happen. Um, he he would love to do this. So maybe after he's done wrapping up production and uh, getting those movies out there and, and, and done with that, maybe when he's got a little bit of free time, he'll direct a, an episode or two of Doctor Who, which which would be pretty cool. Shit, yeah, that <laughs> that's an understatement. And, and yeah, just, I, he could do it totally awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, with he's a fan too. So you know. Um, I just wanted to let our listeners know that I'm still going strong on Doctor Who. I watched an episode this morning. Um, still going strong. I'm gonna finish. Um, I'm gonna finish all the seven seasons and be ready by season eight. And I'm still loving it. I'm having a great time with this. I, I love Doctor Who. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm, I'm uh, on my on my second Doctor. I'm on David Tennant, and I like him a lot. Um, I was like worried about how it was gonna go from Christopher Eccleston because I really liked him. I, I thought he had a lot more to offer. It was really weird that he left after one season, but I hear he had creative differences. Um, oh, wow. But uh, uh, David Tennant, he's really fun. He's a lot. He's really entertaining. So uh, it'll be interesting once I, once I finish my seasons with David Tennant and I move on to Matt Smith and, and I get to compare those two because those, like those seem like the big two that people compare. Uh, either somebody has, either somebody likes David Tennant or somebody likes Matt Smith. It'll be interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to choose my doctor, which one I really like the most. So, um, yeah, just wanted to let everybody know I'm still digging Doctor Who. Thanks a lot. This is it's yeah. a fucking awesome series. So thank you. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait to jump in on that. Yeah, you need to just just watch an episode each day or like every other day. Just watch an episode, and I promise you, just just watch one episode. You'll enjoy it. Cool. I, I will for sure. I'm going to get on it pretty soon. So, all right. I, I think we're going to end this week. Unfortunately, um, we would have liked to have uh, shared our, uh, you know, fantasy casting, but you know, it shit happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get it figured you. out. We'll work out the kinks. But uh, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Regardless of that, uh, it was nice to have Dan Hill back. Just in case you know, he had to leave uh, a little bit earlier, but. Um, you know, it's nice to have him back. Next week we'll be back with an all new episode. Uh, we're gonna do Meet the Leftovers, hopefully, you think? I think so. Yeah. We're gonna do some news stories, but then we're gonna do a segment called Meet the Leftovers. You guys listen to us every week, but you don't know anything about us, our personal lives and who we are and blah, 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 blah. So we're gonna have a segment called Meet the Leftovers. We're just gonna talk, which hopefully will open up some conversations on Facebook and maybe in emails and you can tell us about yourselves and maybe like, you know, when you listen to us and like what you're doing, maybe when you listen to us, maybe you're at work, maybe you're, you know, at home doing chores or whatever. You know, just let us know, like, you know, when you're listening to us and a little bit about you, what you're into, whatever. Uh, but we'd like to hear that. And so we're going to 
to explain ourselves next week and what we're into and what we're like when we're not doing the podcast. So, um, you know, thanks for listening as always. Uh, you know, if you have any uh, comments or suggestions or any questions for us, you can always send those to comments at popcultureleftovers.com. I also wanted to say that we have a website, www.popcultureleftovers.com. Uh, go to the website. You can read different articles from our writers, David Griffin and Lauren Cates. There's some new articles up there now. And if you're interested in writing for the site, um, and you have a voice in, uh, you know, you know, science fiction or fantasy or comic books or whatever, and you want to, you want your voice to be heard, um, you can write for our site. You know, it's a non-paying gig, unfortunately. But if you want to write and, and you want people to read your thoughts, uh, send an email to our head writer, David Griffin, at uh, domesticateddave at gmail.com uh, if he likes your submission he'll get back to you and uh, maybe you could be writing for Pop Culture Leftovers yeah it'd be great it'd be great to hear other people especially fans that are passionate about this as we are so if that's what you do you know please send it it'll get your name out there and it'll help us out too so absolutely um, but I think we're going to wrap this show up yeah we're a little deflated because we did that recording and we lost it but you know what we're going to come back next week stronger than ever right oh yeah for sure All full right. force full force up um, and Adam. yeah exactly so uh, Dan uh, Dan should be back next week uh, Chad will be back next week um, so yeah we'll have a full crew and uh, yeah, I think le- next week will go a lot better so yeah just get ready meet the leftovers next week and some news and things like that maybe we'll talk a little bit about comics too Oh, yeah. Sounds good. All right, guys. Hey, we'll see you next week. Later. See ya. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. It's Dan. Dan is homeless. There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it Let's embrace it Tupperware party Subculture spill over Like a vulture carry over Counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing Leftovers Podcasts that are original and good Have already been done before So we should Separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft The crap Even though we're the shit We're the leftovers Picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids It's a trap Toss it, good it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover Counterculture pushover Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers 
love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it, Tupperware party, subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers, and with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers, Leftovers. Uh, have, had you worked uh, with De Niro before this film anywhere? No. Had you had you met him anywhere? Oh gosh. Well, I that on the show mm -hmm. I met him, and then I um I had a whole long history that he wasn't aware of. Um, that I, I auditioned for a, for a movie. I put myself on tape for a movie that uh, to play his son and my mother. My mother played him, and he actually saw the tape and called me in to meet him. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah that was uh, and I was a mess and I couldn't believe it and. I sat down and he just said, uh, he didn't say much, he just said, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, see, I see it, I see you, I, uh, I, I see it, um, okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, but I've worked with some, I mean, Owen Wilson, it's like, you can't, you know, Dave, I loved Hall Pass. What <laughs> a great movie. Jason Sudeikis, what a funny character. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you, there was a rumor going around that I believed, that a lot of people in the business believed that President Clinton was in The Hangover 2. I was reading it in the trades. Right. They were saying he's going to have a cameo in The Hangover 2. Uh, you know, how was that started, that rumor? The real is, we were um, in Bangkok. Uh, Clinton was there with his fund uh, giving a speech. So Zach and Todd and I went to see him speak, and then they said, hey, do you want to have dinner with the president afterwards? And I thought, oh, my God, that'd be great. So then we had dinner with him, and he was late, and I just happened to get be lucky. I was sitting next to the empty chair. Yeah. And you know, it was so crazy. The first thing he said when he walks out, he's like, all I want to know is there's going to be an 18 too, and can I be in it? <laughs> This is what I thought. Are you messing with me, man? Yeah, yeah. I get you. It underperformed. You don't have to embarrass me in front of the table. But no, he did. He meant it. But no, he, he meant it. it. Yeah, he meant it. You do impressions as well, Brad, don't you? Sometimes, if you want me to talk, I just, uh, whatever comes into my head, I'll say, I don't know when or what it's going to be. Is that your mom? Now, Wedding Crashers, I would think it would be fun. We've had him here many times, and I think all of the world is captivated by Christopher Walken. And you had these these scenes with Christopher Walken and Wedding Crashers, and i got to think, that as an actor, that's got to be a dream come true, right? It, uh, yeah, no question about it. I mean, I was just a huge fan of his. And uh, he, he's an amazing guy, too, by the way. I mean, he's like the most authentic guy. You, I mean, he is what you think he is, which is right. a different thing for a lot of people. But, right, right. But one, one, one particular thing was... Uh, I was very intimidated by him, too, by the way, because um, he's not hes not the normal guy who's like, hey, how you doing? It's not like that. He just sort of sits there in the makeup chair, and he's like, pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like to eat it. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> I can't get it. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to walk in. Everybody's going to walk in. You have a very good one, yeah. <laughs> And he does love pineapple, yeah. <laughs> and he had this dancing scene. God help me for saying this, but he had this dancing scene with Rachel McAdams and in the movie. Our, yeah, in the, yeah. In the movie, it was our first. It was my first day, his first day, and uh, and it just looked beautiful in the monitor. And she came up to me afterwards. God, you're dancing with Christopher Walken because Penny's in heaven, from heaven. Right, you know, right. he's a great uh, dancer. She said, he keeps saying fart. <laughs> what? Just to keep it light. You know what I mean? He's like fart. <laughs> <laughs> and she was dancing. That's the most 
the, cra- that's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard, and I've heard it all. And if you look at the monitor, he's just sort of dancing. He's like, fart, I'm farting. I'm farting. It's sort of beautiful. Very strange. Owen Wilson and Chris Walken both have very distinctive sounds. Yeah, no, absolutely. What's Owen's sound like? Owen's like, uh, Claire's mom made me feel a hooter. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I met Christopher Walken was in the makeup chair, and and he was talking. Oh, one thing he told me was like, your hair is like, what do you have to do to to maintain your hair is keep rubbing it, rubbing it all the time. Uh, fingers in your hands, great, great. Bradley, Bradley, great. 